People lose their valuables every day simply because they forget to lock their car doors. Don't be another statistic. Remove all your belongings anytime you leave your car, including valuables and weapons. This is a message from the Marana Police Department, reminding all residents to lock it or lose it. Enjoy live music in Marana every third Thursday in the fall and spring at the beautiful Marana Municipal Complex Courtyard from 5 to 7 p.m. With theme nights, food trucks, and attractions, this free concert truly is a family-friendly experience. Visit MaranaAZ.gov events for the complete schedule. Welcome to Real Talk with the Town, where I sit down with the Marana staff to answer your burning questions about our beautiful community. My name is Terry Rosema, and I'm the town manager for the town, so let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Real Talk with the Town. My name is Terry Rosema, and I'm your host for Real Talk, and today we have an episode dealing with special events, specifically Live Golf. And I have on the show with us for the very first time, David Udall. David, uh, go ahead and say hello to our, vis- our listeners and tell them what it is you do for the town. Thank you, Terry. Hi, everybody. My name is David Udall. Uh, I'm a town clerk and assistant town attorney here at the town of Marana. And uh, I help out with uh, town council meetings uh, in the clerk's office, records management, elections, those types of things. And then on the attorney side, I work with the water department, special events, communications, uh, and a few other uh, client departments. David, is there anything that you don't do for the town of Miranda? That's what that's what we need to know. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, a couple of things. A couple of things here and there maybe yep. you're not involved with. But uh, yeah, David uh, is a wonderful uh, member of our team, uh, is involved in a lot of different things, and uh, not that long ago became our town clerk. And that was kind of an interesting story in and of itself, not one that we have time for today because we're going to be talking about special events and specifically, as I said, live golf. But before I do that, just as an icebreaker, um, I, I wasn't handed like an icebreaker question today. So I, I'm just going to ask you, David, as, as somebody, we have something in common, you and I, and uh, it has to do with children, right? Yes. David, tell me how many children do you have? I have five children. Five children. And yes. I do too, David, but your children are a little bit younger. So tell me how that they went are. this weekend with five children on Easter. Uh, we had a good weekend. So we went up to an Easter pageant on Friday night, and mm-hmm. then Saturday we spent some time up there with family. And nice. Uh, the kids got to see the grandparents, uh-huh. and, uh, and then we had a little Easter egg hunt uh, over the weekend and um, found some Easter baskets, Easter eggs, and uh, we'll find out if we lost any. Uh, these are hard-boiled eggs, so okay. <laughs> we'll find out if we lost any in the next few days. All right. Well, yeah, that's true. And and uh, it becomes a little bit more expensive at Easter with eggs costing as much as they cost right <laughs> that now. That is true, but yes. I was lamenting before we got started that my wife is still doing Easter baskets for our daughters who are 22 and 20 and their college friends who are at the house, uh, and they're doing Easter basket hunts and you know the eggs are stuffed with five dollar bills and chick-fil-a cards but uh hey uh that's a that's a topic for another day i guess but hey so we have some people in our community who are interested some of our listeners who are interested in knowing a little bit more about special events and i'm just gonna read a couple of the questions uh that came in from uh some of our listeners about uh live golf specifically First one is, I seriously wonder why the officials of Marana City, or a town, but that's okay. Uh, We'll get that corrected at some point with uh, folks. 
have allowed the Live Golf Tournament to congest the only road for several thousand residents of Dove Mountain. My main thought is monetary income for the city. I know that the town police department is understaffed and will have will have a very difficult issue with traffic control uh, during this three-day period. Uh, and then the second was, can you please tell me what kind of revenue Live Golf uh, brought into the town of Marana? Will the town see any of the money and what will it be used on? Is it beneficial to our community and how? So David is here to talk to us a little bit about that and answer some of these questions because uh, as the town clerk, he deals uh, quite a bit with this uh, as a, and as a uh, attorney for the town, uh, also reviews a lot of the contracts and things of that nature. So let's start off by just talking about third party special events in general. What is the process that people have to go through in order to get a special permit license and what kind of review and approval do we go through in, uh, for those? Yeah, thank you, Terry. There, the first step in the special event process is determining whether or not a special event permit is even required. So the town needs a legal basis to be able to regulate events in the town, and, and not every event is going to require a special event permit. Some events uh, that are required um, are on town property, and others are on private property, and we have regulations for both settings. Uh, if it's town property, um, we can have a little more discretion because it's the town's property. If it's private property, uh, we have a little less because some private property rights are involved that we need to regulate accordingly. So for a, a town property event, these events, you know, if you're going to be in, providing some entertainment or a festival or mm -hmm. selling food or alcohol, if there are, you know, parades or block parties using public right-of-way, all of these are going to require uh, special event permit on private property and, and why is that i mean why why do they need to get a special event permit yeah. if they're going to be having all these kinds of activities yeah the the main reason is public safety uh you know public welfare making sure that uh, the event is safe that the the property that the town owns is kept safe and that uh, citizens you know that are adjacent or using uh, traffic that's nearby or things like that uh, that they'll be kept safe um, and that the event will run smoothly and, and not cause problems in the town. Okay, and so I, I, I love that. So that the event runs smoothly and so that it doesn't cause problems throughout the town. Mm -hmm. So is this a decision that David Udall sits in his office and reviews this information <laughs> and, and comes to a conclusion and says, you know what, I agree with this one, let's move forward? Or do you have a little bit of help with that, David? No, lots of help. Lots um, so, of help. Yes, exactly. I'm just one piece. Um, basically, once the special event application comes in, it's circulated among all the subject matter experts. So traffic, police, uh, Northwest Fire, other building and uh, development services. All of them are going to take a look at that. I look at it on legal's end. And uh, everybody puts in uh, their review, puts in their comments. Those are circulated back to the applicant with any additional requirements or conditions. And then there's a decision made as to whether the permit is going to be permitted or denied okay. um, at that point. Give me an example of a time when we might deny a request for a special event permit. Yeah. So it, again, it's going to depend on whether it's town-owned property or private property. Um, if it's town-owned property, the town's got more discretion. Uh, one example, if it's if the event is on town-owned property, would be uh, you know if it's not desired, if it's not a desired use by the town mm -hmm. um, of the property, then the town can deny it. On the other hand, if it's private property, such as uh, the Live Golf event, um, then there are only specific 
reasons the town can deny that are listed in code. And if it doesn't fit within those reasons, then the permit has to be issued. And when you say listed in code, mm -hmm. it's town code, state law? Town code. Town code, okay. Yep. Yeah, and there's a few examples include, you know, if the applicant fails to meet the conditions of the special event permitting process, if there's a scheduling conflict, or if there's an undue impact on town property organizations or resources, uh, if the applicants failed to obtain necessary permits or licenses, such as like if they're having liquor at the event and they fail to get a liquor license, um, you know, those are reasons that we can deny the permit, um, but we couldn't deny it just because we don't think it's uh, a desirable use of that property or that location. Okay. So uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you, you talked about uh, whether it's safe, whether they have a liquor license. I guess whether, it's, uh, whether they have a liquor license, very easy to determine. You mm -hmm. either have it or you don't. Whether it's safe or not, what are some of the determining factors that we look at when we determine whether or not a public safety event is safe and whether the impact is, uh, whether it's going to negatively impact the community or not? Yeah, so we do have our professionals review it. Um, so police is going to review it and determine if it's going to cause public safety issues within the town. Northwest Fire will review uh, both for kind of a structural element, make sure that you know, the tents aren't going to fall down or things like that. And also from a medical perspective, make sure that it's going to be safe. Fire codes are being complied with. Building uh, safety as well as uh, development services are going to take a look at it to make sure, again, that, you know, we're not going to have problems there um, or, or any permitting issues. And uh, so the town really goes through a pretty extensive process um, with lots of hands involved. Again, it's not just me. Uh, lots of professionals uh, take a look at you the materials. You don't want that kind of power, do no, you, David? No, <laughs> no, not at all. And traffic safety, too. Our, our traffic safety folks, they do a great job in taking a look at uh, how this is going to impact traffic, You know what the parking is going to look like. They try to help them put uh, plans in place uh, to mitigate um, disruptions and that sort of thing. Very good. So let's talk a, a little bit specifically about Live Golf. So um, w w the, the town of Marana, and some of our listeners may not be aware of this if you haven't, uh, if you've only lived here for a couple, two, three, four years, but the town of Marana used to have a PGA uh, event that it took place every year up at Dove Mountain, uh, actually at the uh, Ritz-Carlton golf courses there uh, called the Accenture Match Play. It was a pretty popular event for about four years. And uh, it's been quite a while. I think uh, it's probably been four or five years since we had any kind of event like this. And uh, so what are your thoughts about and why Live Golf would, so we haven't had them for a long time, and all of a sudden this new, not PGA, but Live, a new golf entity in and of itself, organization, professional golf organization, they decide they want to come back to Miranda. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for Live Golf, um, but uh, I would imagine part of it is because uh, we do have um, golf courses in that area, in, in uh, Dove Mountain. It's a very beautiful area, and it's a prime area for that type of activity to take place, especially with the pandemic kind of uh, coming down um, on uh, as a priority. You know, I, I think some more of these events just generally town-wide are starting to pick up more. But as far as specifics on why they wanted to locate to run. I, I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. I think uh, it's, it, you know, I don't want to say it goes without saying, but I think it goes without saying that the Dove Mountain community is one of the prettiest communities in all of Arizona. And they have some of the most wonderful golf courses. And so I'm actually kind of surprised that we haven't had more interest 
uh, from either the PGA or live in the past. So the fact that they're here, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, this is their first foray into uh, doing a tournament here in the town of Marana. So uh, the process, I think, wasn't quite as clean, perhaps, mm -hmm. um, as what it was with Accenture. We had growing pains with Accenture. I think we had a little bit of growing pains with Liv. Would, would that be safe to say, Dave? Yeah, that's fair. Let's go to the movies. Marana Parks and Recreation presents the free Movies in Marana series on scheduled Saturdays between April and October. Movies start at sundown. Food vendors will be on site. Don't forget to bring chairs and a blanket. Visit maranaaz.gov slash movies for the complete schedule. Why would you want to work for the town of Marana? Well, let's hear what our employees have to say. I feel like working for the town of Marana makes you feel like a person, not a number. I really wanted to work for the community where I lived. I have children that play in the parks. Working for a public entity, it's kind of a sacred trust. I like that. It's an honor to serve. The town's mission is to provide five-star service for a thriving community. To me, five-star service comes from within. It's a drive to make your surroundings a better place. Providing community service like the Founders Day Parade, the swim lessons, clean drinking water. Of course, the benefits are great. I get sent to seminars and conferences and Town of Marana compensates vacation. We do have an amazing gym facility. Alternate schedules as well. Our employees are also able to telework. My supervisor in particular like really cares about our work-life balance. My colleagues are fun. It's just a fun place to work. We have a culture of friendship. The people in general that work here and apply here all want to make a difference in their everyday life for themselves and for the community. Let's make an impact on our community. Visit at moranaaz.gov slash careers and apply now. Whether you're starting a business or looking to expand in Marana, our town development services staff will walk you through the steps towards success. Learn about business licenses, development permits, business loans, local and state resources, and more. Let's get to work. For more information, visit moranaaz.gov slash business development. Yeah, and that's something that we're looking at as well going forward. Um, you know, we're really trying to update our uh, web pages that uh, relate to special events to make sure that those who, who are planning events in the town know what's all involved. Um, you know, the more time that we can get, especially for these major events, the better, uh, just to allow us to um, go through all the processing that's needed, having all of those professionals be able to review, including outside agencies like uh, the Liquor Board uh, at the state level, uh, those types of things. And, uh, and then on our end, um, we're also looking at uh, making some adjustments to the town code uh, to do, make a little bit more of a distinction uh, between major uh, events and regular special events that are held here in the town. So why are we doing that? Why are we taking a look at what we have and making a distinction between major events and kind of your run-of-the-mill everyday events? Yeah, the primary um, reason is uh, related to kind of the fee structure um, that we have. Part of the, uh, so regardless of the size of the event, event currently, a uh, special event permit fee is $50 um, in our comprehensive fee schedule mm. um, with an additional $25 for processing a liquor license application as part of that. Um, so we want to make a distinction on that uh, point, but what it also um, I think will allow us to do as well is to show 
um, that these events, these major events, uh, they take more time. They take more time to process. There's more involved. You know, we encourage um, those who are planning major events to really try to come to the town at least, you know, maybe 60 days, if not more, in advance. Now, the code does not have a, a specific timeline requirement. Um, it's just enough time to allow us to do our job. Um, but we really hope to get people here sooner uh, so that way they can, um, you know, have a successful event, have a good experience with us uh, as we're processing everything that needs to be processed and preparing for the event. Okay, so you're telling me that Live Golf paid $50 for a special to have the, this tournament here? Y- yes, that's correct. The, okay. So, yes. Yeah. So so to, to say that the town got huge benefit monetarily from this probably isn't uh, accurate, at least not directly, but there's a lot of indirect benefits uh, to the town, to the community as a whole. We'll talk about that here in just a minute, but I want to talk about uh, – police services, because that was brought up in some of the questions. People were concerned about, man, it's going to really stretch police services thin. Uh, And certainly there were a lot of police officers that were involved with LIV, that were out there at the scene, that were providing security, directing traffic, all of that. Is that on the taxpayer dollars? And who's covering the bill on that? Because that's got to be a pretty penny. Yeah, it is a pretty penny, uh, Terry. And uh, fortunately, no, the taxpayers are not going to be footing the bill for that. Um, The extra security that was provided by um, town police officers was in their extra duty capacity. uh, And the town entered an agreement with Live Golf um, that provided uh, that Live Golf would be paying the bill uh, for that security. Um, So that's all paid for by Live Golf. It's not something that's borne by uh, the citizens of Marana. Okay, that's that's good to know. I think that's good for our listeners to know. That Live Golf had to flip the bill for all of the additional security that made sure that traffic flowed well, to make sure that the event stayed safe. Uh, we did have some complaints from some of the folks about the noise because Live Golf is a little bit different. For those of you who don't follow golf, and I'm not one who follows it all that much, but here's what I do know about Live Golf versus the PGA. PGA is very proper and golf claps. Mm-hmm. And Live Golf is party hardy, right? So there's music, there's drinks, there's hooting and hollering and all that kind of stuff going on. So we did get some complaints from neighbors about, man, this is so noisy, it's disrupting my peace. What do you, what do you say to that? Yeah, so, I mean, that's one of those things that could be accounted for as a condition in a special event permit. And it may be something that we will take a look at in the future for future events like this. Um, the uh, noise impacts, you know, if, if there's noise in an event, uh, we either have code enforcement or our police officers go out and, and talk to the event organizers. Um, and uh, my, my memory uh, was that at least one instance in this case that was done um, and they had turned down the volume on, on some of the, the music or things like that. Um, I understand the generators were making some noise as well here. Um, and again, those are things that uh, we'll definitely take a look at, take into account um, as these events come in um, and, uh, and just see if there's any noise uh, mitigation um, plans or things that can be um, addressed uh, on the upfront end so that it doesn't have to be addressed after the fact. Yeah. So do you think Live Golf is coming back? I have no idea. Yeah, me either. People have asked, hey, are they coming back? I heard they got a three-year contract. I heard they got a four-year contract. I personally have no idea, folks. Uh, I wish I knew the answer to that. Uh, maybe somebody up at the gallery could help you out with that one, but that's not a question that uh, that we can answer for you here on Real Talk with the Town. But uh, So we've been talking about uh, this and uh, 
for a little bit and, and just kind of um, getting to the bottom and to the heart of some of the concerns that people had. And uh, the, you, you mentioned uh, the, the music and the noise and how that can be approached. And I did have an opportunity uh, to talk a little bit to our police chief and some of the folks that were out there uh, uh, providing security for the event. And they did indicate to, uh, to me anyway, that whenever they approached uh, the um, organizers for the event about noise concerns, they were very accommodating and trying to um, mitigate uh, whatever concerns were brought up. Uh, I think your point is well made, David, about taking these things that we've learned about now working with Live Golf for the first time and trying to uh, circumvent those things up front or prevent or address those things up front uh, will certainly be something we'll do here uh, if they end up coming back. And who knows whether or not the, that's going to be the case or not. But let's talk for a little bit about... Um, uh, let's talk for a little bit about benefits to the town. Why would the town even, I mean, did the town encourage this? I mean, did we reach out to anybody and say, hey, Live Golf, we want you to come here? Not to my knowledge. No. Yeah. No, we didn't. Uh, that that didn't happen. At least it didn't from me or from David Udall. Vic, did you reach out? No. Okay. Producer, editor, <laughs> writer, extraordinaire. Vic Hathaway said she did not do that. And uh, I know our uh, economic development guy, Kurt Woody, didn't do it. So Live Golf came because they saw they had a, an opportunity and they came to do that. So uh, they end up coming here. What What is the benefit to the community uh, at large? And what is the benefit uh, perhaps to the town of Miranda, the organization? Yeah, so I'll just put a, one caveat in there that I'm not the subject matter expert here. <laughs> um, but with that said, um, you know, I, I think that it would make sense that you know people who came to the town for this event uh, stayed in our hotels um, or resorts. They you know shopped at our shopping locations. Um, they uh, went to our restaurants. All of that's going to bring in revenue, um, kind of indirectly for mm -hmm. the town. Um, and uh, you know, direct revenue like we talked about earlier was the seventy-five dollars, the fifty uh, for the permit fee, plus the twenty-five for the liquor license application. Um, but uh, I think uh, more broadly speaking, you know, you've got people who are coming to the town who are uh, purchasing things here and paying taxes as a result. Um, and it also brings kind of that incidental benefit of, of notoriety, uh, you know, that some not quite as tangible, but it puts Miranda's name out there. Yeah. So so bottom line, you got a you got a figure for me. You got a do, you got any dollar with some decimals in, in there any place, David? I do not. Yeah, no, I don't either. And I talked to our finance guy. He said, "Man, that's really difficult to uh, to pin down. Yeah, be be very very difficult." But obviously, I think uh, people are familiar enough with uh, how economies work and how they run uh, to know that a big event like this brings in a lot of people and therefore they spend their money as uh, David so adequately said in our hotels and our restaurants and our uh, shopping areas and things of that nature. So that's where uh, really the benefit is and, and also just being a place that um, a an organization such as the PGA or Live Golf or some other uh, golf entity would wanna come and plant themselves. So the last thing I'm gonna cover here with you, David, very controversial topic, the Saworo, Saworo Gate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what in the world happened at Saworo Gate? 
did see the, the video footage when they, they chopped uh, the Saguaro down. My understanding was that this was private property. Not something that uh, we would hope to, to see happen in the town. Um, yeah. But uh, it wasn't know. it wasn't a pretty picture, was it? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I saw the video and I saw him taking the chainsaw and cutting about a foot off the top, I thought, huh. I didn't know they did that to swirls. I wonder if that's to like make them grow better mm -hmm. or faster. And then he took another swipe yeah, and another, and I okay. thought, oh my gosh, what's happening here? And uh, yeah, the town got involved in that pretty quickly because we did get a lot of complaints. And I know even one of our council members, Council Member Ziegler, um, <laughs> was on the phone with me asking what in the world was going on. She sent me the video. She went up there to the gallery and talked to people, and uh, you know she was able to. Uh, get the folks to agree that probably wasn't the, the best idea. As mm -hmm. you said, it's on private property. Uh, I know as, as somebody who has a couple of acres with some whorls on, some whorls on it, that I can move my whorls on my land. I can even take the whorls down if I want to. Uh, not that I would ever want to do that, but um, so that's, that's kind of what happened there. And uh, it was an unfortunate thing, but they did agree to replace the whorls with uh, some nice sororals when the event is all over. So I'm, I'm hoping that's occurred and I'm sure our council folks will follow up on that. So David, um, we talked quite a bit about this. I think we've covered everything that we wanted to cover and intended to cover, but is there anything that uh, perhaps I missed or anything that you'd like to add before we close out the show? Um, no, I think that covers it, Terry. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, David. It's a pleasure having you on for the first time. We'll look forward to having you on again. Uh, to all of our residents uh, up there in Dub Mountain and all our residents throughout our community, uh, we certainly hope that if you have issues or concerns with special events or any other thing uh, that might be going on in the town, that you bring those to our attention so we can address them. Uh, we've heard certainly some complaints about Live Golf, but I will say on the other hand, I had quite a few people uh, from Dub Mountain uh, who spoke very highly of the event, enjoyed it uh, a great deal, and uh, they were hopeful that it was coming back. So I guess it kind of depends on your perspective, uh, perhaps the location of your residence, how close it is to some of those loudspeakers and, and some of the uh, uh, golf holes themselves. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we will continue to work hard to make sure the quality of life for our residents is uh, held at a very high standard as that's uh, certainly our vision uh, to make sure that we are continually raising the bar for the best quality of life for our residents. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Real Talk with the Town. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Submit your questions by visiting miranaaz.gov slash realtalk and we'll answer them right here. To receive notifications for new releases, remember to click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please follow the town on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on current news and events.